answered our calls. So views from the five seven three is canceled for today. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we uh, me and Peter Lewis. Peter's on the phone. Peter, go ahead and say hi to America. Uh, hello, America. So it's Matt Moore and Peter Lewis here, and we just are not comfortable with doing a Matt and Peter show. You know, we, we just we're, we're afraid. Last time we did one, we got very hostile. We offended at least three different cultural groups. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nick Foles decided to go into uh, into hiding afterwards. So mm-hmm. me and Peter, we made the executive decision that we're not going to do the show without Ryan. However, if we can get a good Ryan impression, I think maybe we can go on. Okay, I, I, I like this idea. I like this idea. Peter, do you want to give it a shot or do you want me to do my Forrest Gump voice? You know what, Matt? You're the more Southern out of uh, me and you. So I, I think you are the most qualified. Because when I do accents, it's just like, what is he doing? Well, Ryan is not here today. <laughs> However, I can take control of the show. This is the views. What was that? I, I heard a mysterious chuckling. I mean, I heard a mysterious, a mi- mischievous, a, mis- a, a weird chuckle. <laughs> I'm not sure what that was, but we're going to move on and we're going to talk about some Football. I like football. I played for Alabama. Uh, we're going to talk about the team that wins football today, Peter. So, Peter, Ryan, I'm well, right. excited for the show here. Yeah, we got Ryan on. This is that, great. The, so, guys, I am so freaking frustrated. I don't know what has happened. This wasn't the bit. <laughs> what, what was that? <laughs> I mean, what was that, Peter? <laughs> Do you have a cousin who sounds like Ryan as well? <laughs> yeah, cousin who doesn't heard. understand how bits go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, Peter? Tennessee doesn't understand how bits go. Oh, boy. All right, uh, I guess we're just going to get into it. I had we, a joke at everything. We did a whole pre-production meeting. Like, okay, hang on here, America. <laughs> well, you got to understand, we don't do pre-production <laughs> meetings. Well, and we actually did one here. Well, listen, this show isn't structured at all. <laughs> Listen, we've established that basis so many times. So to be fair, yeah. Uh, hi everybody. I uh, I am I am on the show this week. To everybody's surprise, uh, let's just say it's been a half a week of anger, frustration, confusion, disappointment, whatever well, word. Now, now I have all those same feelings, Ryan. You brought me down into your abyss. Well, I'm sorry, Matt. At least you're not a Tennessee fan like I am. You oh, can. Well he's not even now. a college football it, you fan. Can avo- <laughs> <laughs> that is also true. So, no, but I gotta tell you, I'm pretty good at picking it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Peter, the diva is back. So, without Says further... the guy who interrupted the bit calling me the diva. <laughs> Had the greatest... At least we were going to talk about play along. I was going to talk about Mizzou losing, and I was going to make a joke about how the last time Wyoming beat a Power Five team, it was an 08. Then I was going to scream Tennessee, and hopefully Ryan would come in. But we're doing it early. Do you want to redo it? I didn't even get. Now you no, know what? We're... No, we're here. <laughs> this is the epitome we're of this here. show. <laughs> this is the decision that you made, Ryan. Well, <laughs> well, you guys should have given me some sort of cue. <laughs> I did! Q wasn't coming yet. 
I told you, you look you, out for Mizzou. You know what? I just got tired of waiting. <laughs> I wrote it down. I, I just got tired of waiting. 30 seconds. Uh, listen, I just got tired of... <laughs> I told you it would take some time. <laughs> I just got tired of waiting. I've waited for half a week <laughs> to do this. And I was like, you know what? You guys t- you guys give me these instructions. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm, I'm just going to come out and do it right now because I need to. Oh, it's crazy how it went from, I didn't know what the instructions were to, you gave me instructions, but I didn't care. <laughs> well, well, listen, it, it's right, a hypocrisy Ryan. of Tennessee football, Peter. <laughs> All right, let, Matt, let, let's just let him ramble on for about 20 minutes. Well, well first, I guess. Well, no, if, Can I just take my earbuds out for a half hour? Well, uh, yeah, I'm going to go take it uh, real quick. Well, before that. That's what Tennessee did all game. <laughs> no, uh, well, before all that, let's get into uh, all the other stuff beforehand. So, guys. Oh, no, Ryan. We're no! going off the rails. Let's just go into it. Well, what do you want me to do about the... Uh, I had a, Just rant! Just go, just go for it. All right, fine. You already effed the show up enough, Butch Jones. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had Angry Bird Butch Jones for this. Uh, you are Angry Bird Butch Jones. <laughs> that is... That's fair. So, you guys... Of course, Tennessee lost... But not to a powerhouse. No. They lost to freaking Georgia State. Georgia State. A team that came in... I picked, by the way. A team that came into existence 10 years ago. And I was... You know, funny enough, I was going through Madden today, and I actually saw somebody that played for Georgia State. Will Lutz, the kicker from the New Orleans Saints. So, there's one famous player from Georgia State. Other than that, I can't tell you any of them. So this game happened Saturday, and getting all hyped, this game happens, and Tennessee loses 38-30. to Laughing stock of college football, as if we haven't been already for the last few years, it just hits a new level. And guys, holy crap, did a bunch of things go wrong. How do players, college football players that have played high school football, not know what alignments they are in? How is that possible? Because of the minor leagues still? Well, yeah, but you're coached up guys that have had experience with top coaches like Nick Saban and guys that have had NFL experience. Also, you have a quarterback that can't even read basic coverage that a, a high school freshman quarterback could probably read. I'm back from taking a American. Like, how can you, like, how can you miss that? And also, listen, I get this. You move players around. You want flexibility on the offense line, defense line to play different positions. But you do that too much. People are going, uh, your players are going to be confused about how to line up and where to line up and all this stuff. So all that was going on. And it was just insanity. And listen, there's a lot of bad stuff that happened in this game. I don't know how much of it was coaching. I don't know how much of it was the players. If it was the players and them checking out in week one, this is a problem. This is a problem you can't handle week one. If this happens later on in the season, you're going to deal with it. Week one? It's going to go on throughout the season. I hope not. Now, there was reportedly a players meeting, players only meeting on Sunday. And I hope somebody stepped up to the freaking batter's box and freaking took control of this and said, you know, I'm the leader of this freaking team. We're going to weed you guys out that don't want to be here and get you guys out. There's already one guy that made a comment on a funny tweet about us paying 950000 to Georgia State for coming to beat us. A player commented on that. 
today he got kicked off the team. Or yesterday, I should say. We're recording this on Wednesday night. This is coming out Thursday. A player entered the transfer portal. So you got a couple of those things there. This happened. But let me get to some of the parts that did do well, guys. There's only there's only a few minor of them, but there were. Number one, Trey Smith, the guy that's battled blood clots. How the... He should not have had to battle through all this crap this offseason to have to go out and lose to that. And he was all, one of the ones that was trying to inspire the guys to come on, stra strap up, and let's go out there and beat these guys. I don't know what the deal was, but props to him. Even though part, uh, he did look a little bit rusty out there, he still looked good. He mauled a couple guys. He did his job, and he cared. Another guy, Eric Gray, freshman out of Lausanne High School in Memphis. Now, he did get blown up a couple times in the backfield. He got blown up on a block. But for the most part, he did really good. He made players miss. He had an explosive first step. He's an exciting player. He cared. Henry Toto, he's a linebacker for all the way from California. Pruitt has had him running first team the whole offseason since he got there in the summer. He's so good. He looked like he cared. He looked like a stud. Wayne Amaris, Darnell Wright, your two freshman five-star offense tackles. Sure, they had their bad moments. What freshman doesn't? But they still look pretty good out there. And last of all, but not least, Jawan freaking Jennings, who came up uh, came up yesterday, said, I'm the leader of this team. I did not come here to play a one-game fight. We're battling all 12 games. I'm the leader of this team, and we're going to try to do our best to win all uh, the games coming up. And let me tell you guys what this guy's done. This guy is a dog. And I will say this, too, and you can make fun of me all you want, but he has more dog in him than any of the Georgia Bulldogs do. And, and let me bring up several moments that prove this. Number one, back in the Florida game in 2016, back when we were, when probably when one of my last few happy moments in Tennessee football, the Florida game happens. He, you, Matt, you probably have heard of Jalen Tabor, the place cornerback for the Lions, right? I don't think I have. Okay, then th there's probably a reason for that because... Not very good. Well... I mean, he... he the stars in the last year was Mike Ford from SEMO, so he can't couldn't have been very good. Yeah, well, shout out to... The other one was Darius Slay, who's very good. Yeah, well, shout out to Mike Ford for uh, for stepping up. Uh, he, he made a 53... Hey, you're ranting. Now's not time for shouting. Yeah. Uh, speak, uh, yeah, continue on my shouting match. Uh, shouting match. Juwan Jennings, 2016 Florida game. He single-handedly probably ended that man's NFL career before it even began. Got him on a double move, embarrassed him in front of the country, broke that man's ankles, ran for a touchdown where he proceeded to score... 35 straight unanswered on a Florida defense that had him and several other guys that have gone on to play in the NFL since. Next week, Georgia. He goes and catches a Hail Mary to win the game against Georgia. That's probably the last happiest I've been as a Tennessee fan. Also another thing, Trent Thompson, a five-star defensive lineman that went to Georgia. He was trying to catch Alvin Kamara on a block. What does Juwan Jennings do? That guy goes and puts a truck stick right on him. And Matt, you're a Game of Thrones fan. You know the phrase "bend the knee." Well, this dude was bit. This dude was bending the knee. He got a case of whiplash on the football field from this dude. <laughs> Bring up some more examples. Last year, he blocked three guys at one time, and then in the Auburn game, which this team somehow won, went to Auburn on the road and won. He went up. Caught a pass, and you know what he did? He he said, "You know what? I just made a fool out of this DB. You know what I'm gonna do?" This DB is still down the, on the turf. I'm going to lay this football on this dude's chest and make fun of him for that. This dude is a straight-up dog, and he is the unquestioned leader of this team. 
And Coach Pruitt said it best. If he could have a team full of these guys, then there would be no reason that these guys would have lost Saturday. Sometimes it is about talent. You got to have the talent, but you also got to have heart. And if you, listen, if you, if you have the talent, but you don't have the heart or the attitude, you're not going to go very far. Those are some of the guys, uh, those are the guys that really made a difference and, and showed some actual pride on Saturday. And you know what? What's the problem, guys? It circles back to one person, and you guys know what. There we go. You guys know what person it is. It's Butch Jones. It's just, uh, and let me and let me say this. This is year two of Jeremy Pruitt's system, and somebody actually did a count: forty scholarship players. 45 are Pruitt's guys, 35 are Butch Jones' guys. Some of those guys are redshirt seniors, seniors, juniors, redshirt sophomores. Those are at least four groups of players right there. There's 35 of those players left. And those guys have been so conditioned to losing. And this goes back to something like what the Philadelphia 76ers did back when they were losing and getting all these draft picks. Some of those players are probably conditioned to lose because they were told to, and it probably wore them down a little bit. These players have been conditioned to lose, and they don't care. You saw evidence of this in the Vanderbilt game last year where they got blown out. Some of these guys were celebrating and just chilling and relaxing like nothing was going on, and the rest of us, Vol Nation, was like, what the crap is going on here? You're supposed to care. You're not putting on that Tennessee orange, and you're not just going to sit back and relax and not give a crap about what's going on. And so part of the thing is, is Butch recruits, they are not Jeremy Pruitt's guys, and he pretty much sets on live TV, which, looking back on now, was not smart, but he wasn't wrong. And when she said, I want 25 guys to come in this recruiting class to play the right way. Now, that probably wrote some of them the wrong way. It's like, we don't care about you. We're not playing for you. You know, for you. And it, it's evident by seeing some of uh, with rare exceptions, some some of the upperclassmen like Trey Smith and Jawan Jennings, they actually cared. And you do see some of these freshmen that actually did try. They cared, and they're talented enough. I mean, Prude's a guy that was at Georgia, Florida State, and Alabama. He knows what talent looks like. And so, sure, as freshmen and young players, you're going to have some bumps along the road. But sooner or later, you should figure them out. I don't, I don't know what the deal is. And also, the last thing I want to get to in this rant, was this a fluke? And I'm going to say this. It wasn't a fluke. It wasn't. By evidence of what I've said, and what was by the product on the field, it was not a fluke. Tennessee flat out did not show up to play on Saturday for the first game of the year against a program that was that had only been in its 10th year of being an actual college. An individual one. And sure, this loss looks bad, but it's nowhere near as bad as the big uh, the, one of the biggest upsets ever in college football when an FCS team in Appalachian State went to the big house, played number five Michigan, and pulled off the victory there. Yeah, this is bad too, but it's not nearly as worse as that. So was this game on Saturday a fluke? No. Georgia State actually came and showed up and played. I would say it's about 80 to 20%. And BYU is coming into town. Listen, BYU fans are not going to know what to expect because it's the first game in England where they can sell alcohol. That's, uh, that, let me tell you this. They probably should have had that in handy for last week. But BYU fans are not going to know what they're going to expect. 
Tennessee fans don't know what they're going to expect. Nobody knows what they're going to expect coming in that game. My hope is, is that a fire's lit under these guys, that they show some actual heart, and they find a way to beat BYU. Otherwise, if they don't, we're in for a long, long season full of questions that are probably not going to be answered until the offseason, or maybe even for a little bit while longer after that. So all in all, guys, I am sad. I am frustrated. I'm confused. I've been waiting a half a week, like I said, to do this. I am glad to get it off my chest once and for all. (sighs) There it is. There's my rant. Now, Peter, did that live up to your expectations? It, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I was on. I was uh, in the bathroom for about two minutes of it. But uh, <laughs> well, listen. And uh, you, Tennessee players I, probably I were too. <laughs> I'm not the best singer, but I have a song for you, Ron. That I think oh, can make no. you feel better. Is it the Curb Your Enthusiasm thing song? Oh. Fight Panthers to victory. Our voices yell. <laughs> You'll hear us mighty and strong. We're from the ATL. <laughs> We're gonna give them hell. You can have hell a fight song. That's freaking dope. <laughs> fight Panthers to victory. Drive on for the score. They certainly scored on you, Ryan. Blue, white, Georgia State will win the fight. GSU! <laughs> this is the greatest bit ever that we've done. Well, and I, I interrupted I to, it. I had, to, I had to save it somehow. This is the greatest bit ever, and I interrupted it. <laughs> you have no idea how long it was taking me to find that fight song. <laughs> That's what happens when your program's only existed for a decade. Oh, that is true. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, there were other college games that happened week one. <laughs> no, there weren't. Not the only one that really mattered. Did Hearn play? <laughs> that mattered. Herm, he won. Herm did he did play. win. Of course he did. He's Hearn. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's what he does. He wins. The uh, uh, by the way, right now, Peter, real quick before we move on. Um, mm-hmm. I, so I called Georgia State uh, getting the win, and you awarded me a bonus of five points for that call. Yes, because honestly, when your joke against Ryan pays off like <laughs> it did, I can't ignore it. I can't ignore it. That's just... It's too good. You know what? I have a couple of jokes for you guys. Speaking of our favorite coaches, we talked about Herm here. Mike Leach, he ended up finding a quarterback. And, Matt, let me ask you this, since you're the king of minor league football. Their quarterback in the first half goes 22-23, 330 yards and four touchdowns in the first half. Is that good? Not too shabby there, kid. Well, apparently Mike Leach thought it was just fine, but... (laughs) I, I, he did. He played. He played fine. Yeah, but let me guys ask you. Let me guys ask you this. Number one, was our good friend Zach Lauer asking questions during the Washington State postgame press conference? And number two, here's why. Would Would you guys, if he asked you, would you storm Area 51 with Mike Leach? <laughs> there is nobody I would rather die next to than Mike Leach. So yeah, I'd probably go for it. I'm in. Well, he. I let, let's be real. I'm a millennial of a mass media degree. What do I have to live for? <laughs> well, here's the question: Who would you rather storm Area 51 for, Mike Leach, Herm, or Ed Ordron? Oh, either. <laughs> yeah, I, there's no wrong answer here. And you know what would be the better option? Having all three tag along. 
Just make it a road trip. At that at that point, the guards just have to surrender. <laughs> it's like we, we can't stop that. We can't stop that. You're you're in. It, it, yeah, it, yeah. Aliens are on the seventh level. Yeah. So continuing on with college football, Peter, there are other games that happened. Yeah, Ryan, I know how you feel disappointed. Penn State, they scored the same amount of points as Maryland, but they gave up a touchdown. So now we look worse than Maryland. Well, Great. Peter. What a way to start the Peter, season. People have bigger problems, particularly this person that's talking to you, than being concerned about <laughs> something like that happening. You know who looked like they had problems at first? The, the team I was not expecting, Bama. Yeah. It was like it was like what three nothing going no zero zero at the end of the first with Duke and then of course Bama went Bama but there was a moment there where we were like what what is Bama doing uh, Matt they're supposed to win football well Peter they they, they did all right they did they did listen there's there's some still some struggles after they got beat by the last ACC team that they played in the national championship <laughs> so there's still some rollover from that but it you you didn't have a doubt. Uh, Mac Brown in his first game at the North Carolina University yeah. beat South Carolina. So uh, South Carolina, uh, you're definitely not making a bowl game because this was a must-win game, and that rest of the schedule, woo, have fun. Shout out to Mac Brown. It's been a while. Uh, Florida State lost to Boise State, which you know, I there was a chance of happening, I called it. but not the way we expected. <laughs> when you're up by what thirteen at half. And you were just dominating him for a whole half of football. Yeah, that's a bad way to lose. Especially when you give up a fumble. When 80 of your guys were around the ball and 20 other guys were holding down the one Boise State player in the vicinity. <laughs> that's how you know Florida State is not Peter, back. that's an example of Madden right there. <laughs> I haven't played Madden since like 08, so <laughs> I can only imagine how bad it's gone. Oh, it's gone bad. Oh, it's oh, so yeah. bad. Yes. Yeah. Every play and then, is either a turnover or a touchdown, basically. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Sounds like uh, Big 12 football. Yeah. It's <laughs> ridiculous. And then the game of the week, Auburn and Oregon. Oregon almost upset them, but Auburn did SEC football proud. You know, I actually watched a uh, little bit of that game. Yeah. It was a... Uh... I did. I, I watched a little bit of that game. I also watched a little bit of the Mizzou game as well. Oh, mm-hmm. oh bless you. Oh, yeah, Mizzou lost, and I'm happy. <laughs> hey. Because there's nothing worse than an arrogant fan base proclaiming how happy they're going to be to make a New Year's Day game. Hey. Like, li- if you're going to be eligible, right? No. They're, they're, they're trying to get eligibility because the team had potential. But I think now they're realizing, okay, it, let's not fight it. Hey, we don't want to embarrass ourselves any well, further. Well, listen, fellow Wyoming alum Josh Allen is proud. I'm pretty sure he is. I mean, is he the one that got traded, or is he the one that's actually no? Starting? He's the one for the well, Bills. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. He's good. Fifty-fifty chance every time. I always get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, good football week one. Just uh, as usual with week one for me, I watched too much and I am exhausted of it. And now we have to pick week two. <laughs> um, I watched a little bit of it, and I'm ready to stop watching it. Well. <laughs> Well, Matt, now I got some bad news for you. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hey, by the way, SEMO won. You guys yeah! SEMO won. Glossed over SEMO. Yeah, they the came, wheel is ours. Yep. They, uh, they did come out looking kind of slow. The offensive line, which I figured was a bit of a concern, 
it didn't look too hot to start the game. But uh, it, it came together, and it all rolled fine by the end of it. Well, part of that is losing a guy like Drew Forbes. Obviously, that, that's probably going to hurt a little bit. Well, that, four new starters, so yeah. Yeah. Listen, anytime you have to replace a majority of your starters on the offense line, things are going to look shaky. Yeah, and it did, but they got together. Now, they have a huge game this week that we'll get to here in just a second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, before we get there, there is a coach we all we love, but we always forget because of the power of Herm, Ed, and uh, Leach. And Matt, it concerns our Virginia Tech pick that was incorrect against Boston College because you know what? Who's their coach? We forgot Boston Boston College's coach, uh, Steve Aduzio. Who? The famous... Oh, it, it's not matter. But he's the famous guy who said, what's better than a bunch of guys being dudes? We forgot... <laughs> We forgot he was the coach of Boston College. We're, we're idiots. <laughs> that's a pretty good. At guy. least Ryan got at least Ryan got something right this week in that sense. Well, hey, <laughs> no, look at look at my picks. I got most of these right. <laughs> we're all over a hundred percent. Yeah, you know, add add Steve to that list of who we'd storm Area Fifty One with. <laughs> all right, boys. Especially since we have the NFL at the end of the show, let's just let's just get to week two. Let's yeah. get out of the way. Yeah, the Peter game of the week: Buffalo and Penn State. It's it's going to be a Penn Penn State. Yeah, game. Penn State. Matt, your game of the week: Sacramento State at Arizona State. Roll her. Yeah. Roll on her. Ryan, <laughs> <laughs> your game of the week. All right, so I I did pick uh, before that I did pick Penn State and I did pick Herm to win uh, his game. Yeah, the Ryan game of the week: BYU at Tennessee. Uh, I picked Pennywise to win. Because your team's a bunch of clowns. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, Matt, thank you. You'll notice. No, thank you, Matt. You'll notice in the. Now, Matt, you'll probably notice in the Excel sheet. There's a note there. If you pick BYU this win, you get ten points. Uh, listen, <laughs> but if BYU loses, you lose the five oh. points you got last week. You know, props to you, Matt, for getting the joke. I'm proud of you. Mm. I mean, I've never seen it, but I got it. <laughs> And you know what? It Chapter 2 is coming out this week, so it only makes sense that I put that down. So, yeah, uh, you guys, uh, Pennywise is going to win this week. Uh, a bunch of clowns but are. The... <laughs> now, Matt, remember, <sighs> we should probably tell the viewers, I locked you out of the preseason predictions because you did not complete them prior to week one. Which I think is still BS. Like, Well, it's again, you have to remember who's uh, making the rules Yeah. Here. Well, like I said, is week one really having it? Any influence at all in my decisions? Uh, no, but... W- like, you know, I mean, like, who knows? If Oregon beat Auburn convincingly, that keeps an entire conference in the uh, in the talks for uh, the playoffs. Yeah. But do I think about that? No, no. No, but I'm just saying. Okay, like, let's be real here. I'm picking four SEC teams to make the playoffs. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, actually, I take that back. It's, it's three plus Arizona State. I, <laughs> like I'm taking Alabama, Georgia, um, LSU, and Arizona State. That's my playoff. I, that would be the best playoff of them all. Can, can we lock that in? Is that okay? Can, can we put that in? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, here's the problem, though. We only have two of our favorite coaches in there. Poor Leach is getting left out. <sighs> That's a good point. But... He, ta- he talked crap about the playoff oh. system. He's never getting in. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Yes, because they don't actually, you know, select them on anything that makes sense. But anyway, back to back to the stupid Tennessee game. <laughs> I, will, I will take Tennessee on this one because I'm looking at 
the way I used to pick games with the ESPN uh, picker here. According to ESPN, they have a 72.9% chance of winning. Does ESPN still think like, we have hope? I, you're placing BYU. <laughs> How, does ESPN like us? Since no, when? They just, don't like, they just don't like BYU even more. Ah, well. I would think they would dislike us more. You know, BYU, they were competing pretty good with Utah last week, and Utah is a favorite to go undefeated. Yeah. Mind you, they're in the Pac-12, so, I mean, take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. But you know what? Give me the points, baby! Go Mormons! Uh, <laughs> My people. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Peter, you, you maybe need to correct the spelling on that. Add another end to that. <laughs> I'll say that. I, there we go. There we go. Uh, that doesn't look right, but I'll take it. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> the rowdy game of the week. Number thirteen, Simo goes on the road. They're playing at number nineteen, Montana State. Matt, is Simo going to win this game? This is one of the hardest games of the entire week to pick. Yeah, let me tell you what. So, Simo, I believe, are five and a half point underdogs, but the better ranked team. But they're on the road. <sighs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Simo, but man, I don't feel great about it. this. Is a big one. So, a uh, fun story. While I was at Simo, I had to take psychology, mm-hmm. and my professor for that class, Doctor Wilkins, shout out. Probably not listening. Probably don't remember who I was. But hey, what have you? <laughs> he went to the he uh, went to the University of Montana. Really? So you know, of course, Montana, Montana State. You can probably connect the dots. Huge rivalry there. Sure. He told me that in Montana, because there's so few people live in the state, that the license plate numbers they give you, you can tell, like I guess, by like some of the ordering of lettering at the beginning or end, where uh, you're from in Montana. Okay. So Montana, Montana State fans can see, oh, that's a license plate, so that guy's from our rival school, and they will like slash the tires. <laughs> oh. So you know what? Montana State, you're savage. <laughs> But I got an A in that class. Go, Simo. Screw Montana State. <laughs> also, go Montana when we get to that game. <laughs> the Ivy League game of the week. Peter, Michigan is not an Ivy League school. Well, those stupid nerds aren't playing until, you know, like two weeks since, from now. So, what is Jim Harbaugh a nerd? <laughs> uh, Army at number seven, Michigan. Michigan. Sorry, Army. Michigan has a number next to their name. I would pick mm-hmm. Michigan. A pretty high number at that. Very good, a very good number, yeah. Very good. Number seven, lucky. If only Appalachian Army State and the FCS was playing them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Old Dominion at Virginia Tech. You're probably wondering, why is this game here? Well, VT lost last week, and Virginia Tech lost to Old Dominion last year, and it's super <laughs> upset. Yeah. So this is this is the big rematch, kids. This is the super one. VT, you let me down last week. Don't let me down this yes. week. Go Hokies. Yes, Virginia Tech. Mm. Oh. So, based on my research here, mm-hmm. uh, ESPN has Virginia Tech favored ninety-eight point three percent. Oh boy. Now that being said, I uh, I take it under advisement. And we're decided to go with Old Dominion here. Oh, because that's the name of a country band that I like. Huh. Okay. Okay. Fine with me. 
Matt, use your rules apply. If that upset goes through, you know, I don't know. Is is that really warranting more points if it's right? I don't think so. It, it's only if yeah, it's okay. against Ryan. If it's against Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, if it's a ridiculous pick against Tennessee, then I think that's <laughs> That pays off. Yeah, yeah. okay, perfect. Well, yeah, but like if it's a good team against Tennessee, it doesn't. Well, it's got to be like uh, the ridiculous. Okay. Thankfully, there's yeah, okay. only one more of those games, I think, left this year. Okay. Hopefully. <laughs> Move. Moving on, West Virginia almost lost to James Madison last week. <laughs> Mizzou did lose. <laughs> Mizzou did lose to Wyoming last week. Unfortunately, a team has to win this week. <laughs> yes. Ryan, you're going with the Country Roads. Matt, you're going with Country Roads beat Mizzou. Never heard of that school. Oh, it's like it's like the you know Country Roads beat Mizzou. <laughs> you know, I was, you know, we had to sing it. It's a good song yeah. right there. It makes sense. You know. I'm doing something that uh, I hate to do. No, I'm going to pick Lewis. Missouri. Wow. Because Virginia Tech is just that bad. At least Wyoming's It's West Virginia, ace. Yeah. You said Virginia Tech. Yeah. No. <laughs> Next game. What? Matt, we're in, the wrong school. Matt, we are in early bowl season. This is the black and gold bowl game. Vanderbilt at Purdue. So does that mean this game doesn't count because bowl games are exhibitions and pointless? Yes. Well, especially this type of bowl game. Yeah. <laughs> this is like the December 16th bowl that I'm not even remotely understanding is ready for. <laughs> uh, I only put this game here because there was nothing else good. And this is a SEC versus Big Ten matchup. Purdue lost last week to uh, some school. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember who they lost to. Yeah. I'm going with Purdue. Sorry, screw Vandy. I uh, I decided to change my pick. I'm going with Mizzou on that previous one. Uh, but right. I will go with Vanderbilt here. They're good at basketball. Are they? And baseball. Uh, no. And baseball. They're very good at baseball. No, no. They're good at baseball. Not at basketball, yeah. they're... Eh. At the very least. I'll take it. It's better than, you know... Purdue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll take Purdue. I don't know why. I don't care. It's week two. Points don't really matter that much yet. Yeah. It's college. Points don't really matter at all. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> UCF at Florida Atlantic. Will Lane Kiffin get another shot to upset a ranked team? Probably not. Let's go Knights. Those are the undefeated champions for a reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> A tie for the number 25 spot in the AP rankings this week Weird. for college some would, reason. College would have a tie. Yes. Yeah. The, thank, I cannot wait for the playoff system to get here. Yes. <laughs> for the actual rankings. Nebraska, even though they looked like trash last week against a no-name school, they're 25, and they're going at Colorado. Matt, I'm pretty sure the ESPN predictor is 50-50 for this game. I'm trying to find it, and I can't find Colorado. Well, let's see. Uh, oh, there they are. Pac-12. Yeah. Oh, 51% in the favor of of uh, Colorado. Mm. Ooh. Now, Nebraska, I don't know if you guys know this, guys, but Nebraska has a very interesting young coach that's really going to be a hot name here <laughs> in a couple of years. I would say by about 2019, he's going to be moving up to a bigger school. Matt, 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 I can, I can tell you who it is. It's Scott Fraud. That's his name. Shout out to my sister for giving me the material there. 
<laughs> she. Uh, uh, I will be going with Colorado because I have learned the first thing I learned in college football on this podcast was that Nebraska and Scott Frost are bad at football. <laughs> this is the first thing Ryan taught me. <laughs> I taught you well. I second that notion. Go Bison, I think. Bison. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, they're okay. Good. Yeah. They're Pac-12, I don't care. (laughs) But they're not Nebraska. (laughs) That's what matters. Syracuse, ranked Syracuse, mind you, goes on the road to Maryland. They uh, destroyed Howard last week, 79 to nothing. Just a a massacre. I love it. Love it. Yeah. So you know what? I'm still picking Syracuse because they have a number next to them, and I don't think Maryland's there yet. But hey, good on you, Maryland. Yes. Yeah. I am all saying Syracuse because they have a number next to their name. Me too. <laughs> Cincinnati at Ohio State. Cincinnati's one of the favorites in the AAC. Could this be an upset? Probably not. Give me the Ohio State Buckeyes. Yeah, Ohio State. Give me the Ohio State Buckeyes. Mm. Because, you know, they're the Ohio State. Yeah. Ooh, in all caps. I like that. That's yeah. confidence. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If I put it in all caps, do I get bonus points? Uh, I'd feel like with that confidence, if they lost, I'd take points. <laughs> That's only fair. fair. I, I understand. Stanford at USC. Uh, Stanford's ranked, because why not? USC only won by, like, what, 10 last week against yeah, Fresno State? and the big thing here is our phenom quarterback, JT Daniels, he went out, suffered an ACL and a meniscus injury. At the same time, Oof. that's got to hurt. So he's out for the rest of the year. They're starting another true freshman quarterback. I don't know who he is. I think we... Ryan, was it the Stanford quarterback or the USC quarterback? USC quarterback. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. Out for the season. In the NFL, he'd be starting next week. <laughs> <laughs> These millennials. But, yeah, listen. Based off our history with USC, we should know not to pick them. Well, no. Last year was the opposite. Like, every time we picked against them, they... they it they was. Won. It was asinine. Yeah, it was. Give me the nerves. <laughs> yeah, I went Stanford, and I did not capitalize the first letter. So, <laughs> uh, don't take points from me. Matt, you, you've seen how I spell. It would be really hypocritical for me to take out points for punctuation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now, after all those games that don't matter, we finally have games that, well, now, you know what, SEMO uh, matters to us. SEMO matters big. Yeah, that's a huge game. Yeah, rank versus rank. I like Fire it. Coach Toke. <laughs> I think you spelled Toke wrong last week. Right? Yeah, you didn't have the E. I don't care. The two games of the week, number six, LSU at number nine, Texas. It's going to be a slugfest. But you know what, guys? I love me some Coach O. Give me LSU. I'm not buying into too much of Texas beating uh, George in the bowl game. Mostly because usually when the good teams go to the bowl game, when they were playoff bound, they don't play tough. So I, I don't really know if that's a good showing on Texas' part. Give me LSU. Oh, there he is yeah. with the Tigers. Yep, there he is. Well, so there was one thing. I was watching a press conference with Coach O the other day. And there was mm-hmm. one thing he said that really just, just it, it, it made me buy in. At the end of it, he went, go Tigers! <laughs> I'm in. That's simple. I'm going with Texas. I picked them to make the playoff. And let me tell you two things about uh, about this game. If LSU wins it, 
You know, the SEC gets a lot of slack for not playing any big out-of-conference games. Well, this is a big out-of-conference game on the road against a Power 5 opponent. They win this at, dur during the playoff rankings. When those initial rankings come out, if they're still undefeated, they'll look at this and like what they did. If Texas wins this, it's like, hey, we played an SEC team, a good SEC team that's ranked number 6 in LSU that's pretty good normally, and we beat them. So there's two things going on right there. I got Texas. It's going to be a fun game, guys. I'm ready I'm ready to see Coach O on the sideline in Austin, Texas. All I can say is go time. <laughs> Moving on, the last game Hashtag of the week. Analysis. It is Jimbo versus Dabo, number 12, Texas A&M, on the road to the number one Clemson University Tigers. Yeah. Wow, they're Tigers as yep. well. How about that? Listen, oh. listen Texas, one of Texas A&M's players... Guaranteed a win at Clemson, and you know what happens. You know what happens when somebody guarantees a win. They normally don't win that game, so Clemson easy. Mm -hmm. This will probably be the closest game for Clemson this year, but come on, it's Clemson, it's Dabo. Clemson yeah. wins. They come have, on, they fools. Have the best number next to their name. I, I heard a uh, thing on the radio um, the other day where. Clemson and Alabama combined have lost eight games over the past like four years, and that sounds of, right. Half of which are to each other. <laughs> so I'm gonna take them. Yeah. Well, kids, after 41 minutes, that is college football. <laughs> oh my goodness! I feel like 20 of that was Ryan, but hey, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's reality. Yes, I needed 20 minutes. Moving on to our next sport for the podcast, it is the baseball. Matt, we have, it's one month left. Yeah. We're getting close to the yep. playoffs here. It's not yep. necessarily the white flag. I describe it more as uh, five laps to go at Bristol. You think that's a lot, but then you remember, oh, it's Bristol. It'll be over before you know it. That's a good way of putting it. I might go a little bit yeah. more than just five laps. That's a pretty good way of putting it, though. You're in the home. It's like the final pit stop. Yes. Like the, yeah. fi the final caution flag that happened. You got to decide right now. Are you pit stopping or are you going for it? Mm -hmm. And I think for the most part, we can kind of tell who's in and who's out for the most part. Yeah, I think American League is the obvious place to start. Seems like yeah. the easiest. Uh, Yankees are definitely in. Twins are for sure in. Astros are for sure in. Uh, it just comes down to the wild card, and it looks like Rays and Indians will be the wild cards. Boston. Uh, don't rule out Oakland. Oakland's What's right. Oakland? Oakland's tied. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry, didn't see Oakland. Yeah, yeah Oakland's not that far yeah, behind. Okay, oh, so Oakland's Tampa. in as of today right now. Okay, perfect. So Tampa, Indians, and Oakland, they seem to be the top three. Boston has a very slight chance. The uh, ESPN playoff predictor gives them 5.3%. They're only five and a uh, half out. Yeah. And you... It's doable. That's a tough one. I need, I need to try to look at their schedule real quick, because if they play Tampa quite a bit, you know, they can maybe knock Tampa down by making a run. I think the Red Sox are that... So you use your Bristol analogy here, Peter. Uh-huh. So Boston is that car that's a little bit further out. You know, they're in like... Seventh or eighth, but they've got fresh tires. Okay, you know they're that team, they're that car that you go, man. They if they could put together a run, they've got the ability to do it, and they've won. Uh, looks like one, two, three, four, five, six of their last nine. 
Yep. They're on a pretty good little stretch right now. And they've got some big games here, though. They're playing Minnesota right now. Then they play mm-hmm. the Yankees. But then they get beat up on Toronto. You got the Phillies. You got the Giants. And then you got big four games yeah. against Tampa. Before, mm. before, their final six are Texas and Baltimore, where you can That's... conceivably win five out of those six, probably. Yeah. You know, I'm assuming one loss would happen in there. But you can really make a run there at the end. So I'm not willing to rule Boston out by any means. Yeah, no. I... Mathematically, we can't, but they do have the worst odds, I would say. Sure, yeah, they are five and a half out. But if any, if they weren't as good as they are, if they weren't the defending champions, a team that I think we all really thought had a chance of going repeat, then mm-hmm. I wouldn't be concerning them nearly as heavily as I am. Yeah. You know, if Oakland was five and a half out, I'd be saying, eh, I don't think it's happening, guys. But because it's the Red Sox, and because we know how much talent is on that team, I'm not willing to just rule them out. Fair enough. Moving on to the NL? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. The ALEs, this got crazy fast. <laughs> Braves will make it. Yep. Nationals should make it. They've been red hot. They've been one of the best yeah. in baseball in the second half. It looked like the Mets were going to make it, but after last night's uh, collapse, <sighs> well, yeah. that's a huge mom- That's a huge hit to momentum. It's- we shouldn't panic too much. They're four and a half but, out, but there's so many yeah. teams in front of them. Exactly. And, of course, the Phillies as well. Right, the Phillies are in front of them, but the Mets are four and a half out of the second wild card right now. The Cubs hold the second wild card. You've got Phillies, Diamondbacks, and Brewers all in front of them. That's a lot of teams to try to pass. Yeah. And then, uh, obviously, the NL Central, the Cardinals are up three right now on those Cubbies. And i got to tell you, I'm feeling pretty decent about the Cards making it right now. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I feel really confident they're... They're playing how they should. Not not the sexiest, but you know what? They're getting the job done. And this, and again, a lot of that's been, you know, they did what they needed to do against their last couple scheduled teams, the yep. bad ones. Yep, they've had a and very know, soft schedule for about a month now. And it's workable for the rest of it because they got the Giants now. You got at Pirates. You got Colorado. You have Milwaukee and uh, Washington. That And then, of course, Ford, the Cubs. Oh, sorry, seven against the Cubs. Seven that's going to be the big. That's going to be the big uh-huh. test. They, they need to, they need to take advantage of this current in the way they have. By the way, like so, if you date back to uh, August 9th, they had Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Cincinnati, Milwaukee, Colorado, Milwaukee, uh, Cincinnati, and right now San Francisco. I believe mm-hmm. they've won all of those series, or they they split one of them with Cincinnati. But that's a yeah. lot of bad teams, and they beat up on them. They have to beat up on Pittsburgh. They have to beat up on Colorado, and really, you kind of need to beat Milwaukee that one last time to put the nail in their coffin, because mm-hmm. then you've got a gauntlet in those last two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Then you got to be. You only have, yeah, and that's that's the middle of the uh, yeah. four of the Cubs into the final three at home. So it's not it's not the easiest thing, but I think the Cardinals have addressed their problems better than the Cubs have. I think it's going to be the key for them. Because the Cubs, there's, I still have a lot of questions about if they can really do it. Well, the Cubs have been good lately, too, though. They've been holding right there strong. Uh, they actually had the lead whittled down to just one game on Friday. And then the Cardinals had five games in three days. <laughs> and uh, so that, that gave them a chance to kind of make up a little bit of ground there. But the Cubs, Cubs are playing good baseball, too. I mean, they swept the Mets. 
You know, they're they're playing pretty good too right now. They're not going away. <laughs> Boy, you gotta say those last seven games of the season. Yeah, uh, or at seven, least those seven, last seven games. Seven, seven of the last ten. Seven of the last ten. Thank you. That's that's what the Cardinal and uh, Cubs rivalry needed. <laughs> yeah, that especially because both teams are trying to scratch and claw their way in. You know, if both of them suck for the next few weeks, there's a chance that that's determining only one of them getting in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's baseball. We're at the tail end. Next time we talk about it, we're gonna we're gonna go for glory. We're gonna make our predictions for the playoffs. Yep. Oh boy. <laughs> yep. Uh, I forget what my preseason picks were. So. Um, I remember they're I probably had, wrong. I had Atlanta. Uh, in don't remember who my AL team was. I don't. The Red Sox. I don't remember who my picks I, were. I know I pretty much had the exact same playoff. Uh, structure is last year. Well, it worked for you the year before. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think I may have done, like, Red Sox over... No, I think I may have did Braves over somebody. I'll. It's probably on Twitter somewhere. I'll check it later. Yeah. Like I said, we got, we got a whole month before we have to get to that noise. Yeah. So, moving on. The NFL. Boy, guys, did a bunch of stuff happen. Mainly, Ezekiel Elliott finally got a deal. He came back from Cabo to go to... Awesome. Go back to Dallas. Honestly, why would you? I would say in Cabo. But I just want to say, as someone who picked up uh, Tony Pollard on waivers, this has been the most stressful week of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, especially when the guy I faced Week One had Zeke. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That's a nail. Zeke got fed. Yeah, and so Zeke gets a six-year. $90 million extension to come... Uh, he's he's going to extend off his current rookie deal. All in all, it's going to be a contract of eight years, $103 million. $50 million of that 90 is guaranteed. This is the largest deal for a running back. Elite Frogs, Todd Gurley's deal of getting around fourteen point three per year that he got, I believe, sometime last year. And so now Zeke is the richest running back in NFL history. And the Cowboys game plan have said it's probably looking like what's going to happen on Sunday against the Giants, I believe it's who they're playing, that he's going to see 20 to 25 reps. Pollard's going to see some. Um, is more is Alfred Morris hurt, or is he or is he good to go? Uh, he got cut, I believe. Okay, so that so Morris is not there. They got fullback Jamie's Olawale. As their fullback taking on some of the duties as the best blitz pickup, uh, best blitz pickup option on third downs. So Zeke, it's looking like he's going to get twenty to twenty-five snaps. Who knows what we'll see, Zeke? I'm expecting they won't give him the full workload until maybe about week two to uh, you know get him in game shape. Is what I'm expecting. I, I think one, one of the comparisons I heard today was expect a Sony Michelle style workload for Zeke. Yeah. Where basically when he's on the field, it's likely he's going to be involved in the play. Whether it's a an actual carry or a pass that's kind of set up for him or a play action. And I think, don't be surprised. By the way, the Giants suck. Like, like yeah. they're going to win that week one game without <laughs> even needing Zeke. He can, he, they can send him back to Cabo for a weekend. It's not a problem. <laughs> he, um, he won't complain. No, but but I do, I do think they're going to use Zeke as a decoy a few times on play actions. And I think that's a really good idea in that, you know, you run him the first few times. Every time you have him on the field, you hand it off to him 
for a little bit in the first quarter. You get that in the defense's head that every time Zeke's on the field, they're going to him. And then you do what one play action, you go deep to a Cooper, and you just burn him for a touchdown. Yeah. So Zeke gets paid right there. But it's awesome that he's back. Yeah. And it's good that he he got his money. He didn't miss any games. I'm always a little bit I'm always a little bit nervous about guys whenever they uh, do miss <clears throat> as much time as that he missed. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you do. Know, I'm just a little bit nervous that you know his hamstrings not ready to go. Yeah, it all depends on what the quote-unquote training in Cabo was. Because that's real. When you're in Cabo, how much actual training are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> None. Because let's be real. Le'Veon in Miami last year, if he, if for some reason he's like, you know what, I'll go back to Pittsburgh for a franchise tag money. Would you have felt comfortable with uh, Le'Veon on the field? Probably not. Now, there's a whole different story there. Because Le'Veon was not training. Zeke claims to be training. But again, we'll see... Uh, We'll see Sunday. And, yeah, again, with the Giants being who they are, it's probably not something you have to worry about. Yeah. Right. That, that's, like, one big saving grace. They have a whole other week to kind of, you know, get back into shape for the next game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, guys, a bunch of other teams made moves. First of all, what in the world are the Texans doing? And also, the Dolphins, they're officially tanking. As if we didn't – as if we needed any official confirmation for that. Well, here's the thing. thing. At the beginning of the season, there's always like five teams you can identify that will probably tank. And then we kind of realize by week, you know, eight or nine, okay, this team's really tanking. (laughs) The Dolphins, we don't even have to wait till then. They're just saying, it's us. It is us, fam. And we're going to do it with style. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They went seven and nine last year. They were second in their division. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of crazy to me. So... What all, what all the deals that happened were, Dolphins, they end up trading left tackle Laramie Tunzel, wide receiver Kenny Stills, a 2024th rounder, and a 2021 sixth rounder to the Houston Texans, who they get two first rounders, both in 2020 and 2021, a 2021 second rounder. They also get one of their, their star special teams players and tackle Julian Davenport in the deal. Guys, holy crap. Houston has, not Miami rather, they have, in the next two years, they have four first round picks, four second round picks, and they got, I think, anywhere between three to five third round picks. Mm-hmm. Is, Sam, is Sam Hinkie running the Dolphins, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I think, and it kind of plays right into that joke, uh, Ryan. If I were the Dolphins, I think I'm looking to maybe trade down come, you know, next year's draft a little bit too. Yeah. More picks. Just kind of stock up on the, you know, the money ball way of doing it. Kind of the way we saw the Browns build this most recent time. Well, yeah. I think. But I tell you what, I, I don't like trading away Laramie Tunsil. I mean, that's Yeah, that's a problem. However, mm-hmm. you've got two first and a second for him. That's pretty and good. You shed it off the money. You shed it off Kenny Stills' contract too. I'm fine with it. That's a, that's a ton. Yeah. I'm good with it. And you know, here there's some method to that. See, if the Dolphins, if they had their choice, there's good quarterbacks coming out this draft and next draft to, to uh, Herbert, and then next year you got Lawrence. So, well, and, and there's always going to be guys who we don't know. Yeah. And so. I, I, I hate trying to forecast those like this because a year ago right now, no one said Kyler Murray. So, you could, mm-hmm. so they could theoretically, if they wanted to, they could trade down, get a bunch of picks, 
And maybe they can go after one of the other top prospects, a guy like Jerry Judy, the top wide receiver at Alabama, who some people have as maybe the best prospect coming out in this draft right now, who is, of course, the next great wide receiver in line from Alabama. And then the next year, they can go out and get Trevor Lawrence. It, it makes a whole lot of sense. And, of course, you do that, you build on more draft picks. And, of course, if you have number one, you know you're going to get a boatload of picks for it. Mm-hmm. So, and especially yeah. the uh, the first round picks they're getting from Houston. Houston is such a wild card team as is. They could be, you know, you could get a first round pick. You can get a a low first round out of that, a high first round, a mid first round. It's again, first round picks are good, but the Texans, who knows? You might get a a number two or number three overall pick for no good yeah, reason. Yeah, let's talk about the Texans. Let's switch over to them. So they trade to Javion Clowney to the Seattle Seahawks for. Oh, wait, I'm reading the detail, in details. It was a, for a bag of peanuts. That's what it was. <laughs> well, here, again, because people were making the joke that even Madden wouldn't accept that yeah. trade, but I've heard Madden's broken as hell, so I don't really know if that's a good uh, <laughs> indicator for quality anymore. Uh, here's the thing. They just were not going to give him that money. Yeah. It, it was kind of like the AB, it was the AB situation. You're not going to keep him. Just get rid of him. You're getting too fine Borderline fine players, I guess, to be nice. They're not They're not quality starters no. or all-stars by any stretch. But you got something. Because yeah. I think the problem with the Texans was they drafted Clowney expecting him to be that, you know, super pass rusher. Like, you know, like when he killed that uh, one game, the uh, South Carolina quarterback in the bowl oh, game. Oh, yeah. That's what they wanted. But he became more good in the passing or the uh, rushing side of the uh, defense. Yeah. So, like, I feel like... They were just mad at that, which is just weird. But again, Bill O'Brien's a so wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, and the the Seahawks. Let me tell you something. They they are, uh, they were my uh, they went from my potential. Yeah, I could see them making a wild card to like they're scary. Yeah, but yeah, but the Seahawks they get a guy like this, and also talking about the money. I think Clowney signed his franchise tender with the Seahawks, and I believe. They're splitting the money up, and the Texans and the Seahawks. So they're basically paying about eight million this year to Davion Clowney, about seven million of Ziggy Ansah, when they would have had to pay fifteen million a year for Frank Clark. That's a really good investment right there. Yep, it is. And, and you know, Ansah is very much not a sure thing by any means. So it's great to have Clowney there now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on the Texans side of things, I mean, they found they get a really good offensive lineman to help protect Sean Watson, who is now the star quarterback of the AFC South. Now that Andrew Luck's gone, yeah, th- this is why I was now again. I'm the other selfish thing me saying is I I drafted Watson, so you know any protection helps me sleep at night. But from a Texan standpoint, that's what they needed because that man just got sacked and yeah. sacked and sacked last year. And you put this guy on the blind side. Oh, this is fantastic news for the the Texans. I I'm excited for this. Yeah, they're still not. I'm still not a hundred percent sold on the Texans, but this helped. You know, move the percentage up a tad. Yeah, it did, and it. And I've seen a lot of people are thinking that they're probably the team to beat now in the AFC South. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I don't think it's all that close, really. 
Well, we're going to get into our predictions here a little bit soon, but there's one last piece of news. Another player got extension. Actually, two. Jacoby Brissett, he got a two-year extension worth $30 million. That kind of shows the confidence of Colts having well, him. he replaces this year, right? It's this yeah. year and next year. Yeah. So it's not an extension. It overrides. It's a, it's a one-year extension. It's a free agent after the season. Yeah. Okay. So it overrides this current season. So it's a one-year add-on, which is good because you don't want him to kind of go into a lame duck year. Yeah, no. And then the other big one, Jared Goff, he gets paid $134 million, four years. I believe it keeps him with the Rams until 2024, I believe is what I read. 2024, 2025, they're paying him now. And I think he is making more guaranteed money than Carson Wentz, who got a contract extension, what, two months ago? And now Jared Goff has gotten paid. I, this this shows the confidence. Jared, I think I would be more comfortable investing in Jared Goff than I am in Carson Wentz. Uh, yeah, same. I, I mean, you, you kind of said that in a way of like, you know, well, what's what's the deal with that? But I think that that's the right move. Is like, I think Goff is more reliable for sure. Yeah, it, it just shows the confidence that the Rams that they have in Jared Goff. I mean, listen, he, it, of course, the lame duck year, the Jeff Fisher year, year two, Sean McVay looks so much better than last year, you get the Rams to the Super Bowl. And although he didn't look very good, he did get them there. So there is something there. It just shows the confidence they have in him. They like this young core with him, Gurley, Woods, Cook, Higby, all those guys, and you got those veterans there. So the Rams, they lock up Jared Goff, and that's only... Rises the price for other quarterbacks. Hint, hint, Dak Prescott. <laughs> so, that I'm interested to see what this deal does with negotiations as far as that. I wonder what what Dak is going and his agent are going to be talking to the Cowboys about after this deal. So it's going to be interesting to watch, guys. It's prediction time. It's that time of year. We will be making our season predictions for the NFL this year. And we are also going to be making our predictions for week one. As we're recording this on Wednesday night. And the the games get started on Thursday. It gets started the 100th season, I believe. They're going to be advertising the crap out of this. The 100th season, yeah. starting off with one of the most hotly contested and stored rivalries in all the National Football League. The Bears versus the Packers. We'll start off with that game, but first, let's get into our season predictions. Well, can, can I? This is something I just found that I want to complain about real quick from the NFL. <laughs> so, since it's the Hunter season, and yes, we're going to hear that forever this season. Oh, I'm yeah. already annoyed of it. <laughs> so, this year, they scheduled a game every week to honor like a landmark in the NFL history. So, of course, oh, okay. week one Packers Bears, longest running rivalry in football. Good choice. Week two, Browns-Jets, the first Monday Night Football game. Okay. Sure. Fine. Yep, no issue with that. And, and that just gets weird. Dolphins-Cowboys to honor Super Bowl uh, six. Uh Chargers-Dolphins, the epic in Miami. Ryan, this is for you. Bills-Titans, Music City Miracle. Hey. And then there's just like Falcons-Saints to honor, to remember the uh, Saints return to New Orleans after Katrina. That game happens every year, twice. Yeah. <laughs> Why is this one a big deal? Well, 
or yeah. Bengals Browns, the Battle of Ohio. It's like why you, you run into <laughs> scheduling issues where oh yeah, I know, you know I know. Yeah, I, I think that's one of those things I just never should have said that to begin with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because now I'm looking at this like this is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they do have Patriots Eagles, so that's fun. <laughs> yep. Where's Nick Foles? He needs to be in that game. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I just wanted to get that off the chest because let's be real. <laughs> Me and the NFL are not tight. Yeah. So let's start off with our picks. We've spent eight weeks of me messing up which division we were going to talk about. <laughs> we're finally here. Let's make our picks and let's lock them in. So we're starting off with the division that we started everything off with, the AFC North. Matt, I'll let you go first. Who do you have winning the AFC North here? Well, I think it is fairly obvious who my favorite team is. I am a Ravens fan. No. Um, it is fairly obvious that that's where my heart lies. I think I have to go with the rest of the world, it feels like. <sighs> I'm going to pick the Browns. Oh! Mm-hmm. Matt, that Look, tease. If, if things click for them, they can they can win the Super Bowl this year. They are by far the most talented team in this division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if things go right, the potential... The Madden simulation is them dominating the season it really is they, they are a very well-built talented team uh so like last year i found that a uh, website where you can pick every game in the season to like you know give you the uh season totals mm-hmm. i also wrote down my predictions in advance to see if they matched up they pretty much did except for uh the afc wildcard too which kind of surprised there Although I don't think the Texans, Colts, and Jaguars will all finish seven and nine, <laughs> I feel feel like that's a little much. <laughs> that, yeah. But it did give the Texans the win in the South, so that's pretty on track. <laughs> uh, here's the thing: I should pick the Steelers. They just feel like the safer pick. But Matt Mormon, who coaches the Steelers? <laughs> Mike Tomlin coaches the Steelers. And what does Mike Tomlin do better than anybody he else? Loses to bad teams. And there's a lot of bad teams on this schedule. Is there, I was, okay, when I was looking at the schedule, I'll pull it up here in a second. But, Peter, in the division, that's only two games. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm pulling up the schedule right now here to take a look at it. But my gut tells me there shouldn't be too many bad teams on there. Uh, you got Miami. Uh, I, I, on paper against the Steelers. Yep. On paper against what the Steelers have. Hey, Miami, Arizona, Buffalo, New York. Yeah, that's four losses mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. Plus the Cincinnati uh, games, you know they're only winning one of those. I actually have every Steeler game predicted. <laughs> so I have the Steelers finishing at 8-8. Eight and eight. <laughs> You know, I'm not going to say you're too low on them this year. <laughs> and you know what? You might say, Peter, you're being cynical again. No, no I'm not. But last year, here's the thing. I called 9-7 last year, but everybody talked me out of it. <laughs> so I picked like, what, 11-5 or something like that? You know what? I'm going with the cynicism. Yeah. Give me the Church of Baker, I'm drinking the Kool Aid because Baker is God. <laughs> yeah. Listen, and like, I, I mean, yeah, and if Mike Tomlin is not on the hot seat after this year, I am gonna have a 47 minute rant <laughs> when the season we'll ends. We'll tape it. We'll tape it all. <laughs> I, I actually have some confidence in your Steelers, Peter. I think they're gonna win. I think they're gonna show improvement over last year. You don't have the cloud of Le'Veon and AB hanging over them anymore. Yeah, you still got the Tomlin thing. Who knows if he can work that out this year. 
And listen, there's been some talk about maybe Big Ben having a really good year this year. Who knows? He should. He really should. Juju's going to be good. He's got a lot of guys who aren't the obvious number two who are probably going to want to become it. So McDonald, Washington, uh, Metcalf, right? Oh, uh, no, Moncrief. Moncrief, thank you. Moncrief. There's a – and again, he's got James Conner back there. The defense, they, they – they went with the uh, big expletive energy getting Devin Bush. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, and this is probably me reading too much local Pittsburgh stuff on Mike Tomlin, the Steelers. Yeah. That's just, that's the thing. Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin just likes to coach down and it always bites him in the end. Yeah. So I don't even think they make the playoffs. Oh, they're cynical, Peter, for you guys. Yep. I'm called, it's called realism. <laughs> NFC North. I am going. Since this this game is going to be – the first game is going to feature the two teams that are in the division, Packers and Bears. I'm going with the Bears to win this division. I know some people are saying, hold off on the Bears. Listen, in the playoff game they were in against the Eagles, it was a double doink. Shout out to Cody Parkey. <laughs> it was a double doink. So the Bears, they still had a shot to win the game, and they could have moved on. So I still feel confident in the Bears. I feel confident in picking them here to win the North. This is the toughest division to pick, I think. Yeah. Because there are three teams that I think have a chance at being a legitimate Super Bowl contender. And I'm going to go with the one that I feel the most confident in. I feel like it's the safest pick, but it's also the one that no one seems to be making. I feel like everybody's forgotten about them. Give me the Vikings. Oh. I feel Mm, like that. Oh, I That's good. I feel like everybody's forgetting <laughs> just how good the Minnesota Vikings were two years ago. Kirk Cousins just became your number one fan. Well, and it's crazy. They bring in Kirk Cousins to replace Case Keenum, and the offense just fell off a cliff. Yeah, it did. It. it doesn't make sense. Nothing's really – like, what is the difference between 2017 and this year's team? Like, And that, that's kind of my thing. I think – you call, you almost, we probably should have expected Kirk not to have the best season last year because it was a whole new thing. Sure, but, not but I think now that he had a <laughs> yeah, but now that he had a year, and again, if Dalvin Cook stays healthy, he still has Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, who yeah. I like a lot, and he's got Irv Smith Jr. in there along with Rudolph. The offensive line's mm-hmm. better than it was. I do wish they had a second running back. Like, I do wish Tavius Murray was still there. Yeah, that does worry me a little bit, but the defense is still awesome. Yeah. Matt, I'm with you. I think between the Bears, Vikings, and Packers, they're going to be close. I know. And come I, the and end and of the season. Yeah. It really pains me because I think the Packers are so improved. And yeah. I think the Bears are one of just the best. I, I think they're such a great overall team. Mm-hmm. It really, but that's how highly I think of these Vikings, though. I really think the Vikings could go, like, I mean, 13-3. and three, I'm not going to call it out of the realm of possibilities. Mm-hmm. Peter, who you got? I'm 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 going with the Bears. I just feel safer with that. I but again, I can absolutely see the Packers and Vikings. This is the division I would not put all my confidence points yeah. on. Yeah, this is a really tough one. Yeah, yeah. I just think the Bears, without a doubt, the better defense. Trubisky, he he's probably the worst quarterback in the division. But again, that's when you're comparing right. him to Rodgers, Cousins, and Stafford. Yeah. And he's really good, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
but again, he's got a lot to work with. I mean, Cohen and this Montgomery kid looks looks pretty good. They don't have a... They're kind of like the Eagles in a weird sense. They don't have that star receiver, but they just have so much for him to play with, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I love Allen Robinson. I think he's really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. But he's he's not like, you know, AB where you can always start to him. Right. Allen Robinson's more become... I'm just going to run 50 yards and you're going to chuck well, it to me and, and, and I'm going to catch and, it. And Ryan's boy, Anthony Miller, I think is coming along really well. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I think is actually really clear there was that you said the, the, you think the Bears have the for sure better defense. I'm not so sure that it's oh, okay. better than the Vikings. The, 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 the front mm-hmm. seven's phenomenal. Like, obviously, Cleo Mack and those guys. Yes. But that secondary's not that great. And the Vikings that's, secondary that's true. is great. Yeah. But, but hey, that's listen. My, that, that, that's my one thing that I think can really make a difference for Minnesota. One thing that the, a lot of people have said when talking about some of these great defenses is that what makes a good defense? Is it a secondary or a front seven? And not arguments people make for the front seven is the front seven can cause pressure, which could help make the secondary great. I think the key is to have a full unit with no obvious hole. And I think that's yeah. the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. That, I, for, I prefer that, front, too. I mean, it's, it's not like their front seven sucks. They've got Everson Griffin and Danielle Hunter up there. Yeah. I mean, their front seven is better than the vast majority of all in football, and their secondary is one of the best. Yeah. Versus the Bears have maybe the best front seven, but a little bit of a leaky secondary. And, by the way, they lost Adrian Amos, one of their safeties. To mm-hmm. the Packers. So, I, I yeah, and the Packers' defense is so improved. And I hate that. I, I feel like none of us are giving them any credit. Because they are in such a loaded division. Yeah, yeah. Poor, poor lions. <laughs> <laughs> the the poor the poor guaranteed six and ten or five oh, and eleven team. Uh, the yeah. thing is, I don't even think that they're that bad of a team. No, they just this team in any other conference could be nine seven yeah. ten six yeah. maybe. They're gonna get killed in those divisional games. Let's see. Yeah. All right, AFC East. Uh, Dolphins. Easy. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> the Patriots. Easy. I would. That would be a hundred points if that happened to you, Ryan. <laughs> well, I'm not. Actually, I'm, no. Just instant, instant win. I'm not too instant bold. Win. I, I'm not that bold. Instant win. It, it's it's Patriots. Yes, it's Patriots. It's Patriots. Yeah, it, it's Patriots. It, it's yeah. It's not moving on. Yeah. Even if this is not a good Patriots team with and that's how it looks like the past couple regular seats have gone, it's still the Patriots. Yeah, it's still the Patriots. The NFC East, that of course this one just got a lot more interesting. You got Zeke coming back now. I had I had this before Zeke coming back. I kind of felt like Zeke was gonna come back eventually, and I thought they were still gonna be good regardless. I'm going with the Cowboys here to win the NFC East. I mean, Cowboys are definitely going to be up there, yeah. but for me, it, it's just Eagles. They're just, they feel so safe, especially if Carson Wentz stays healthy. That's an MVP caliber season. So much. I just he just needs to get back and, to an MVP caliber season. If yeah. he does. As someone, as a native Pittsburgher, I hate to say that, but the Eagles are just so good. That defense is stellar. And they're so good. That offense, he's, exactly. Like, I mean, kind of like what I said. At every position. Yeah. And they've yeah. got another starting level player behind them. Yeah. I'm going mm-hmm. Eagles. Yeah. The amount of people... For the Cowboys, if one of the triplets get hurt, I'm scared to death. <laughs> yeah. the Eagles, if Carson Wentz goes down, yes, I'm very, very worried. But I'm still kind of like they got a chance. 
Mm-hmm. Our boy Josh McCown. The amount of people Carson Wentz can work with throwing to or letting them run is just ridiculous. I'm <laughs> The running game is the only thing that concerns me, and even then, it doesn't matter because Carson Wentz can throw to just, you know. Yeah. If Carson Wentz can throw to me, I'd probably score a touchdown. <laughs> well, Pe- oh, no, Peter, you're playing for the Redskins, remember? Oh, did you not hear? I was part of the uh, final cuts, so uh, yeah, sorry about that, Aww. kids. <laughs> Peter's not going to die, unfortunately. They, uh... They found out that I was just in it for the money and the fame of getting destroyed on the field. So, <laughs> at least Dan Snyder made one good move in his life. <laughs> Move, I guess moving on to the AFC South. You guys, I'm not being a homer here. I'm not... Shocking. Listen, I had the Colts to win this division, and then the Andrew Luck news went down, and that knocked them down a couple games for me. So, I'm going with the Texans here. Look, we talked about them... They made some improvements. They got Kenny Steele, so it's a solid third, third wide receiver behind Fuller and Hopkins. You get Tunzel, protect Watson's blind side. You get a running back in, Car- uh, in Carlos Hyde to help you out there because you lost Lamar Miller, so you had to make a move there somewhere. I didn't like them. Yeah, Clowney, that hurts. Of course, there's probably going to be more double teams with JJ, but that's going to open up more plays for somebody on that defense to make, whether it's at one. Whether it's on the end or linebacker, I like the Texans here to win the South. It's This is kind of a division that's still open, but not like the NFC North. I think there's a favorite, and that is the Texans, especially with offense now with uh, with Tunzel there protecting Deshaun. And, and running back game, yeah. And honestly, and I know it sounds bad to say, I think uh, – oh, who was the running back that got hurt? Thank you. I think that might be the best thing that could happen to them. Well, he's because now, yeah, because now you have more Duke, and they just brought in Carlos Hyde, who I still like. Not you know, not elite like, but I think serviceable like. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I I think I think he's a fine power running back for you. Mm -hmm. I think the Jags will be a little more interesting with a big expletive Nick and a better defense, but. (laughs) I just think the Texans, and again, every every time I pick the Texans to do good, they don't do it. But this year, it almost feels like they have to. Well, guys, I got one guarantee here. I know we talked about guarantees and they don't go well. Texans, they'll win. They'll win at home against the Titans, and the Titans will win at home against them. Uh, that's my only guarantee. But yeah, Texans, I think they win this. They they become the favorite with those moves, and you got a guy that can really protect Watson really really well. Uh, Ryan, if it makes you feel any better, in the uh, season predictor, I have the Titans beating the Jaguars both times. <laughs> hey, our streak stays alive. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, are we doing uh, like awards predictions? I, we can. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. we, we got a bunch. We got a bunch of predictions still left to get to, to get That's through. That's a good point. Okay. Hey, well, if you want, if you if you want more bonus points, I'm down for it. <laughs> if uh, if if we're doing them, then I won't say my MVP pick because it's very relevant to the Texans. Wink, wink. Oof. Well, and thank you. I like Duke that Johnson. <laughs> I like that. Oh, that was my guess. <laughs> oh, that's a good pick, Matt. I like it. I think they're in for just an awesome season. Matt Mormon with all the bold takes out here. Watch out. Yeah. I think, I, I think they're going to be awesome this year. So moving on to the NFC South. Guys, the Saints aren't going to be as good as they were last year. But they're still pretty good. I got them winning the South. 
you know, I keep hearing that and I, I get, you know, there were some pieces lost and, you know, there's changes. I still love this team. I do too. What, what were the, I, cha- what were the changes? What am I missing here? Yeah. But I say, was there any changes? I keep hearing I about mean, them, but I'm about Mark Ingram for Latavius Murray, which I like better. I like might more. have upgraded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you guys see, uh, in like, there's like a Madden promo where like, Kamara, Aaron Donald, and uh, Juju, and somebody else were Mahomes. They're like doing like mundane tasks, like somebody was raining them. Uh, they had like the players writing cursive, and Alvin Kamara wrote, "I miss uh, Marcus Ingram." Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, I felt that. Oh, <laughs> just a fun thing I saw, but because again, this division's not worth talking about. It's it's yeah. gonna be the same. Uh, I mean. You say this, but I do think Carolina is really, really good. I think it uh, depends on Cam. Atlanta is good. They got a good offense. Carolina, no. it's Cam. It's it's Cam or bust. But but that's the thing. How long can Cam stay yeah. healthy? Now he he did prove me wrong because I thought we were going to come in week one. He was not going to be starting. So he's got that going for him. But I I just don't know how much he. It's kind of like Gurley. I don't know how healthy he is because they just didn't say anything. Yeah, that's yeah, that's concerning. Moving on, see ya. AFC West. Of course, this has got two top heavy teams, and then the Broncos and Raiders. Hi, John Gruden. Thank you for listening. Uh, this is going to be an interesting division. Of course, the Chiefs. You got he had the big year last year. Mahomes winning MVP. Chargers. A lot of people like them. You lose Derwin James. He's going to be out for the first half of the year. He's going to probably come back in the later half. Getting uh getting them ready towards the playoffs if they make it, and also you got the big question mark of Mark of Melvin Ingram, um, not Melvin Ingram, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. I'll tell you this, guys, if he does sit out, but he does get a contract, he comes back mid season. You get a healthy, fresh Melvin Gordon in the back half of the season and in the playoff run. That's pretty huge, and I think that could definitely happen. Regardless, I I love the Chargers. I they are they're one of my big picks. Wink, wink. I'm doing what Matt did. <laughs> there you go. They're one of my big picks. I had them winning this division. I mean, right? I do agree. I do love the Chiefs, but the uh, sorry, I love the Chargers, but these Chiefs are good. They are. The Chiefs, the, the, that offense, I can't not pick them. Mm-hmm. I yeah, there's there's no way. I can and I do it. I think in the last Matt, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong. Did they make some moves, positive moves on the defense? Well, they, they got Frank Clark. Was it just? I okay. don't personally feel like it was an upgrade. Okay. Year, yeah. But a lot of people do. I don't think Frank Clark is that much of an upgrade from D Ford. And they also brought in uh, uh, Tyron Matthew. Yeah. Which he's an upgrade from Eric Berry, but I think he's a very overrated player at this point in his career. I think Matthew, I think Honey Badger's fine. Like, the defense is okay. still leaky faucet. They lost Justin Houston also. Yeah. I think that's big. And all of that concerns me, and that will come up more in the playoffs, I think. Yeah, and I also... Think the offense is good enough to get in the division. The Chiefs and the Chargers, I think in the last six weeks, they play each other twice. And that's huge going down the stretch. James is, uh, and, and Melvin Gordon for that matter. Oh, no, yeah. It's, it's big that they don't play early. That's game. If they come back during those games, that's game changers right there. Mm-hmm. You know what the Chiefs are? They are the NFL Big 12 team. They don't need a defense. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's just it. They don't need a defense. 
Yeah. Yeah. Literally, they could be down. They could be down by fifty heading into the second half, and it's like, all right, Patrick, you know. Yeah. All right, Patrick, you know what you do is like, yeah, I know, coach. <laughs> and they made they made the huge move, guys. They got LaShawn McCoy. Oh. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> let's let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> because everyone is treating this like it's the biggest move no. of the entire NFL offseason. It, it's it's a joke. I know, Peter. I know you were joking. However, there are many, many Oh no, I, I'm say, I'm saying to the, saying to the people to the people who were getting all riled up. Yeah. They are getting riled up like crazy. Yeah. 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 And look, they're not getting shady. They are getting no. aged old, 31-year-old, not very good anymore, LaShawn McCoy. A fine backup. He's in a good role on that team. Exactly. Yeah, Damien Williams is a starter. Yes. The most notable thing about LaShawn McCoy in the past three years was he spoiled Endgame for a lot of people. <laughs> That's Matt, it. is is he worse than me for spoiling what I did? If he spoiled Endgame? <laughs> you know what? I didn't see it, so I had to say you are worse, Ryan. Oh, now I'm feeling sad again. I'm going back right where this podcast began. Uh, I should say, since we are on the running game, Damian Williams. Yeah. Because they, they did panic drop with uh, Hunt. Right. I, I mean, it I, makes I, sense. Yeah. I kind of like him, but I feel like it's going to... He's the only thing I really want to watch out for on this team, to be honest. Yeah. I get it. Uh, it'll be he'll be interesting I mean, to watch. He, see what he does. He's a career backup, right? He has never yeah. really had a uh, starting role before this. He was so good for them last year, and you wonder how much of that is just the um, you know the system. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's a pretty good player, and I think that's all you need to be. He just needs to be better than Sean McCoy and Darwin Thompson. <laughs> yeah, I think exactly. Thompson's gonna have a role. By the way, I think he's a guy who. I, I hope not because that means it ruins Damian Williams' fantasy value. But I think there's a chance that he kind of may. I think there's a chance he overtakes. I don't think it'll happen. Yeah. Um, but he's definitely got to keep an eye out for if Williams struggles early. Um, I, I think he's good enough though, and he played really, really yeah. well for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what's you know what's funny just how good this team is. I just remember Tyreek Hill is going to be eligible to start, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. there's that whole. There's that whole cloud hanging over him. He could be gone at any moment, and I don't think it matters. Yeah. Well, and, and here's the other thing. I, I think with that, I have no worries with that because I yeah. feel like everything that could have come out should have already came out. Yeah. And so I think that the chances of him missing time are more likely due to injury than they are due to suspension. Mm-hmm. Unless he does another thing, which, you know, I don't Very think it's super likely. You know, I mean, he has to do another thing and get caught then. And who's mm-hmm. to say, I mean, I would hope he's not stupid enough to do it again or do anything close no. to that. So I, I'm not worried about him being suspended this year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, NFC West, last division. This one is interesting to me because, listen, 49ers, we discussed this. They're not going to be bad. There's some improvement there. And also the Seahawks, of course, getting cloudy helps them. But still, the Rams, they're going to be good this year. I got the Rams winning the division. Okay, speaking of the Saints, because everyone was jumping off them, what did the Rams do that was so bad that people went from saying they were thirteen and three to USA Today being like they're nine seven? I was like, whoa, guys, uh, <laughs> was Sue that good? <laughs> well, I think I think Sue is a part of it. I think 
a part of it, I think, is maybe they just weren't. I think it's a little bit of the Super Bowl, a little bit on people. Yeah, I think that could be part of it. For me personally, I, I agree that they're not going to be as good as last, but I think they're more of eleven and five. You know, which yeah. I think is just kind of a natural regression point. Where, you know, mm-hmm. maybe Jared Goff takes a little bit of a step back. Maybe Gurley misses a couple of games. Uh, Andrew Whitworth, the left tackle, is gone. Right? Mm, yeah. yeah. Retire, and they also lost their center, I believe. Oh, Sullivan, yeah. Okay, that's So, fair. you lose two offensive linemen. Where, <laughs> By the way, those two guys came in the year that Jared Goff exploded. Yeah. And so, this offense, like, the last time the Rams' offense was good without either of those two players was the early 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that's a little bit of the concern. I think they're still going to have to win the division. Like I, said, I think 11-5, 10-6 is kind of where I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the wild cards. I'm just oh, My AFC wild cards, I got the Chiefs coming in at a record of 12-4. and <laughs> Very good wild card record. And then, number two, guys, you can pretty much guess who I have here. Yeah, it's I, I would not put money on that. Yeah, I, I think the Titans are going under five hundred. Uh, hey, I love you, Ryan, but uh, close. You, you know what? If they do good this year, I, I'm uh, I'm going to let you guys remember that. I mean, I that's, sure go for it. I don't think they're going to be good. <laughs> I don't know how they were good last year, and they were they were nine and seven. I'm not sure how. Well, listen, when. The, I hear somebody say the defense is not that good. Hold the crap up here. That defense, defense is, good. is good. Guys, who do you have making the AFC wild cards? Uh, my top wild card is the Superchargers. I think they're going to be... I, I think much like the Rams, they're going to regress. I think the Chiefs are going to regress a little bit, but I think still good enough to make the wild card. And then, sure, my number two, just I guess we're just calling it the homer slot, the second wild card. <laughs> none of us have enough faith in our teams to, make, to win their divisions. But we all think they're good enough to make the playoffs. Apparently, <laughs> give me the Ravens. You know. I, well, lucky for lucky for the viewer listeners, I have integrity not to do that. <laughs> I mean, honestly, who else am I going to choose, Peter? Like, who who should the second wild card be then? The Dolphins. If if I'm not choosing the Ravens. Well, wait till you see I mean, this, if, Matt Warman. If Andrew Luck didn't retire, yes. Probably have oh, the it's, it's, the yeah. Box. It's Colter Texans at that moment. Yeah. 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 So yeah, uh, my wild card one, it's got to be the Chargers. They're the next. They're pretty much the. They're they're, they're the ones who could probably go eleven five and be a wild card at yep. this yeah. moment. The, the, the second place team of the AFC West is the top yeah. wild card. Yeah. So wild card two. It's not going to be the Steelers because I think they're going to be eight and eight. That's not going to be good enough. Oh no. I thought about I thought about your Ravens, Matt. I think everybody's sleeping. And yeah. Oh no. And they should. But my concern. What? What? Oh no! Who do you think I'm gonna? You think I'm gonna put the Raiders? No, <laughs> no. I, I, I think I know who you're leaning with. Okay, write, write it down. I'll give you. Te- you know what? Text it to Matt. Just Matt, not me, not the group chat. All right. And if and if it's right, I'll give you a bonus point. This is interesting. Oh man. Yeah. Wait, wait, can, Peter. Can I make a guess too? Then. Sure. Okay. Because I want to change this bonus. Yeah. Send to Ryan. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hang on. Like say, I say, I'm a beloved. I'm a benevolent god when it comes to the spreadsheet <laughs> so here's the thing Matt my big concern of your Ravens is defense oh I trust the defensive coaches okay like that that's been my thing on them I agree the talent is lower but yeah. I trust the coaches to make it work mm-hmm. and I do I am agreeing with you I do like 
what Lamar Jackson can become. Yeah, I think they've done. I think they've done a really good job this offseason setting him up for success. Peter, mm-hmm. who's your pick? I, feel, I hold, Wait, hold. let him finish explaining why. It's, <laughs> man, you, Brian, you, you have ze- zero patience. We had a bit he, for the beginning planned. <laughs> he is in a hurry today. You know what? I'm going to be longer now. <laughs> so, Peter, tell me why it's not the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> uh, you could give several fin- reasons for that. I still, I still haven't finished the Ravens. I think there are going to be a couple of games where Lamar is not the greatest, but I think that's good because it, it's going to teach him. Yes, much like so the I'm not, game, I, I think. Yeah, so I'm not too sold on your Ravens. Okay, I understand. So that's pretty AFC North. The South, I thought about the Colts because I think Brissett is capable. Uh, yeah, he is. The Jaguars could sneak in, but I'm not confident. Ah, dang it. The West, it's the West, it's not gonna be the Broncos or the Raiders. AFC East, though, there's a team who I talked a lot of trash on, who I think is good enough, and with a lot of the talent, not a lot of these uh, AFC teams not probably gonna have high records. My AFC wildcard two, the Bills. Oh no! Oh <laughs> Ryan gets sniped. Oh, oh. Ryan really Did one of you predict that? It. I had the Jets. Oh. I had Jacksonville. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Peter coming out of left I, field there. We, we, we always say it though, Peter. They're going to be competitive. Yes. They are always going to be. They rarely get blown out. They grind mm-hmm. out some wins that are going to end up somewhere around 8-8 eight and eight probably. And that could be enough. Well, <laughs> seven could be enough. well Matt. Because here's the thing. I think the Steelers are going to mess up. And it's going to affect the record. Your Ravens, Matt, I think they'll be good. Well, I mean, two years ago, we had had the same record as the Bills. And they just had time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Matt, I think we can officially start the Church of Josh Allen now. Since, uh... (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. Baker hasn't disappointed me yet. (laughs) If anything, I I just get more in love every time I see him do something. All right. NFC wildcards. I have the Eagles... I really like the Eagles. I just like the Cowboys a little bit more. The Eagles are super talented. And then I have the Seahawks coming in. Now, of course, this is before the Clowney trade. But mm-hmm. I think at, at now after the Clowney trade, I think it's for sure. I I think the Seahawks get in at this wild card spot. My top one is a certain team from a city that starts with a C. And ends with Chicago. Because <laughs> uh, much like the AFC West, I think whoever gets second in the NFC North is the shoe in for the top wild card. Although mm-hmm. they could beat each other up a little bit, though, because there are three teams there. Oh, yeah. So they could beat each other up a little bit too much for that. Um, my second wild card pains me. And I am sitting here thinking about it long and hard. Peter, why don't you go <laughs> ahead and say yours? Uh, so yeah, Cowboys, I think they're going to be fantastic. They're the wild card one. And I also agree, Seahawks, I probably would not have done this without Clowney, although I would have been close to pulling the trigger. But the more I look at the rest of the NFC, that's where I'm kind of in with the uh, NFC North, Matt, because there if there was any division where I could see a team make it, winning the division and getting the two wild cards, it would be the AFC, NFC North. But I think they're going to beat up on each other, so it's just the Bears for me. Give me the Seahawks. Like the schedule. Yeah. I'm going to go with a team that I think you guys are sleeping on a little bit here. Give okay. me the Camelina Panthers. Oh, mm. Cam's always got the upside, right? Like if Cam, he does, like, he does, and he's never plays bad as long as Cam's no. healthy. 
You know, they bring in Gerald McCoy to help in the middle of that defense. Yeah, I, I feel pretty I, I really like both DJ Moore and uh Curtis Samuel for breakout years. You got McCaffrey. Yeah. I I like it. I feel pretty good about having them in contention there. Okay. Okay. Moving on to I, I don't know why nobody likes that. No one's well, talking about the Panthers, I feel like. Again, it's Cam. It's Cam or Bust. Yeah, that's true. Cam has to stay healthy. Yeah. All right, moving on to the AFC and NFC championships. I have the Chargers and Patriots playing, but I had the Chargers having home field advantage because I had them to have the better. No, I get no. I had them at thirteen and three. Chargers, they in my mind they get a, get home field advantage. Chargers, they beat the Patriots. They go to the Super Bowl. Nice trip for Philip Rivers and uh, his ten kids. <laughs> and then for the NFC championship, I get the Cowboys versus the Saints, and it's at Dallas. But hold your horses there, everybody. I got the Saints here. It's going to be about the old quarterbacks, Breeze versus Rivers. Okay. All right. So, Peter, I get. Do you want to go first? I'll let you go first. All right. Why not? Uh, Matt sent my apologies to Miss Rebecca because I have the AFC Championship pretty much playing out the same as last year. Chiefs with home field, but those Patriots they went as long. Listen, as long as Brady and Belichick are there, I just I just don't want to get cute. I know it's going to happen. I don't want it to happen, but I know it's going to happen. Yeah. Which comes to the NFC Championship. Hold on if I can read my handwriting there. Okay, there it is. <laughs> I actually pre- I actually have my like the whole playoff bracket out, but, you know, who cares? <laughs> I am going with the Saints and Eagles. Ooh. And who that? Drew Brees. He's going... So, yeah. like last year, my Super Bowl prediction is Patriots and Saints. <laughs> and just like last year, for the love of God, give me the storybook ending, Drew. You have suffered enough. <laughs> Who that Saints beat the Patriots. Let's go. Uh, Peter, much like mm-hmm. you, I have to send my uh, my apologies to my lovely girlfriend. Well, it's, it's it's much worse for you for that reason. I, I know. <laughs> yes. In my, look, I just can't pick against them. Yeah. I, I just can't. If you have, you've been wrong many more times than you've been right. Yes. So I'm just – I said it about eight years ago that I'm just going to pick them to win the AFC until they prove me wrong. Mm-hmm. On the NFC side, I think things are kind of fun here. I think things are fun. I think things oh, are interesting. Yeah. I think there's a lot of options. You guys both had the Saints in the Super Bowl. I mm-hmm. don't have the Saints in the NFC Championship. Whoa! I mean, look, I have them making the playoffs. I've been winning the division. I think it would be great. Oh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I will be going with the Rams losing on the road to the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, Ooh. I it's think a the, fun Super Bowl. I think the Vikings are the. Uh, I think the Vikings could be the top seed in the and uh, the NFC there. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, I'm big on them. I just feel like everybody's sleeping on them. So and that my means Super Bowl champions. Yeah, Patriots Vikings. That's a fun one. Uh, give me the Vikes. Let's let's freaking go. Oh. <laughs> let's go. I got the Chargers versus Saints. Everybody, Philip Rivers is taking his wife, his ten kids to Disney World. <laughs> I could have sworn it was 11 kids, but I don't want to count. It's about just, that. He just adopted me, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, 
And if if Philip Rivers wins, Phil, right after the sunset, make ten more kids. <laughs> His wife is somehow gonna have like three kids during the offseason. No. Oh. <laughs> Has Philip Rivers had like any of the kids be like sets of twins or uh, no. all been? Uh uh-uh. Oh, that poor woman. <laughs> well, I guess shout out to the moms of America. Yes, shout out, shout out to all of you. Do we want to make an MVP pick here? I can add it. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, it's the big one. It's a big award. You know what? I, I said mine earlier. I'm going to Sean Watson. I guess since I picked the Chargers and won the Super Bowl, I guess I got to go with Rivers. No, not necessarily. I mean, you can win well, the Super Bowl without... Well, know, I know that, but I'm... Even being good. I mean... <laughs> I know that, but... Uh, who's, your, who's your number one seed? That's the real question. The Chargers. Oh, okay, well. Because in my little world, I had the Texans as the one seed, but they lose hosting the Chiefs in a, like, 60-61 to 61 shootout. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's going to be, like, Rams and Chiefs, but in the playoffs. It's gonna be yeah. I can't wait for you guys to see it. Peter, who are you going with for MVP? <laughs> uh, I was swooning over this team earlier, especially for the quarterback and all the weapons he has. Give me Carson Wentz. Ooh, a two-time winner. I th- I yep. thought he was gonna wow. say I thought he was gonna say Baker Mayfield there. I really did. Oh no! You're gonna jump the Deshaun train. I'm worried Peter's gonna is gonna change the pick now to Baker. Okay, no, no, I I wrote it. I wrote it. It's Carson. Okay, Lentz. all right. We don't don't test me, Ryan. <laughs> have, you ever had, have you ever got? Have you guys ever had that moment where you look back at some of your predictions and you go, "Why did I pick the Vikings in the Super Bowl?" <laughs> Yeah. You ever had that feeling? You know, Matt, I could have sworn like two years ago I had one of those. I just can't put my finger on what it was. Was it it was it was it an NFL pick? Uh, it was an NFC pick. Uh, sure. yeah. yeah, it sounds I, Look, I think it rhymed I, I have a pretty good feeling the Vikings are be better than the Giants. So I <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm living off that cushion where it's like I know that I can never be as bad as you were that year. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the Vikings won't have second overall pick. No. No. All right. They they won't be 0-4. <laughs> no, sure. they won't. I, I highly doubt No, it. they won't. All right. <laughs> week one. Let's make our predictions here. Starting, It's finally here. Yeah, starting off with tonight's game, Packers at Bears. I got the Bears. I tell you what, we started recording this on a Wednesday. It's gone on so long. It is almost tonight, isn't it? <laughs> um, I like the Bears, and the Bears are great and all. It's week one. It's prime time. Give me Rodgers. Give me the give me the Packers. And that would uh, Matt. And listen, this would I'm with you. This would say a whole lot. Of course, this first game of Matt Lafleur, the Matt Lafleur era. This is going to be an interesting game to watch. See if the Bears can stay off, uh, stay on the hype train like they were last year, and. Also, see what Lafleur and Rodgers do together in their first game against a really good defense. Pa- the Packers usually have the Bears number, and I think it's a repeat of last year where we're like, "Ooh, God, these Bears look good." But here's the thing: I don't think Rodgers gets hurt like last year. It's just going to be all Aaron Rodgers, and I don't think even Kalu Mack has an answer for that just yet. All right, next game: Tines at Browns. I put the Tines. Please save me, guys. Please save me. Give me the Browns. Please save me. I, I need this. Believe, I just picked the Browns out and like thinking about it. What kind of world are we living in? The Browns will win, but it will be because of our Lord, <laughs> our Savior, our beautiful man who is here to save us from the tyranny of bad quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> All right. Look. The church is back. 
Uh, of course, let the more talented one win against a smarter quarterback. But, uh... What? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You just called Baker stupid? No, I just... Kind of. You know, Ryan, I'm texting Baker right now. Fine, then. I don't care. Fine, then. Come to my house, then. They're going to TP all of Crothersville. Uh, fine, then. I have a bunch of Butch Jones bricks ready for him. <laughs> You know, I, I just want to say why. You have a bunch of them. You only have like, like three games with them. You have three <laughs> to throw. Let me just say, Ryan, at least the school Baker went to has won a national championship. All right, now we're talking about minor league. Let's move on. Falcons yeah, yeah, but we've had the better quarterback than Oklahoma, so. I, I will take the <laughs> Super Bowl champion Minnesota Vikings. I'm going with the Falcons here. Love the offense. Uh, it's I gonna... love the defense. Yeah, uh, Vikings defense is good, but. Falcons, Julio, Calvin really year two, like him. Matt Ryan, they upgrade the offense line. I like the Falcons, and I like them to score a lot of points in this game. There you go. Vikings gain no respect. <laughs> I don't know why. I guess I just developed a hatred for the Falcons or a distrust. I'm going with Vikings, and I feel I, confident on that. I think they're just hard to trust. Is that a 28-3 yeah. trust issue, Peter? I mean, it's part of it. <laughs> Bills at Jets. <laughs> I'm just, I was so close on that. I'm going with the Jets here. It's a home game for the Jets. They're feeling a little bit frisky here. They're excited about their team. I let's go. J T E S Jets Jets Jets. You know what, Ryan? Whenever the Jets are at home and they have hope, they lose. <laughs> go Bills. <laughs> Devon, get the tables. Oh, dang it, you stole my joke. Give me the bills. <laughs> dang it, Peter. <laughs> I was going to say Peter get the tables, but good enough. <laughs> Rams at Panthers. Listen. Matt, let me just say, if I was getting the tables, it would be the most incompetent getting the tables you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> it's like in the uh, WWE games when you uh, take a weapon from under the ring, it's already out there, and you try to go back under that <laughs> side of the ring. It's like, there's nothing here, man. <laughs> That's me. Shrug. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sorry, next game. <laughs> Rams at Panthers. Rams. Listen, yeah, the Rams. Rams are good. Panthers at home, again. Lots of points. Yeah. Chiefs at Jaguars. This could be a sneaky game if the Jaguars can win it and see if that defense is back. If the defense is back, we're in for a good game. But Chiefs, they're just going to score a bunch. I, I, they're so good. It's hard to go against I'm them. I'm taking Chiefs. I'm taking Chiefs as well. I'm interested in how Nick Foles plays. Yeah. Because this is not a defense you have to worry about, and this is going to be pretty revealing about what he can do moving yes. forward. I hope Rebecca doesn't listen to this podcast. Oh. Oh, oh Matt. <laughs> I think over the course of the season, Nick Foles falls apart. Okay. I think over the course of the season, the defense kind of takes a step like it did last year. But I Ooh. think they're going to come out fired up week one. Okay, so you're predicting Fitz Magic is going to happen a to little the Jags. Bit, a little bit of a Fitz okay. Magic thing. A little bit of, you know, Leo's healthy. You know, how long will that really last? You know, I, I think the Jags are a really good team. I just don't think they're built for the full season. And I think that's going to be the surprise game of the week. I think it's going to be one where we go in and actually go, holy cow, the Chiefs didn't look great. Also, the Jags really limited Mahomes well last year. Yeah. 
Uh, Matt, out of curiosity for your safety, when is the next time you will see Rebecca? <laughs> uh, tomorrow, actually. Well, I guess today, but um, <laughs> I, uh, sun, on, we're going to be together on Sunday. Oh, no. Okay, she she will definitely be throwing something at <laughs> oh, you once no. she hears this. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. I I think that the, the Chiefs' bad defense will come back to haunt them. I think the Chiefs' offensive line is not as good as it was last year. Yeah. I, I think Kalias Campbell, is, uh, it's a whole thing. Uh, Matt, you better be hoping your pick is wrong here. For the sake yeah, of yourself. Me, give me the superchargers. <laughs> yeah, Colts at Chargers. <laughs> oh, we're already moving on. <laughs> Colts at Chargers. And this game would have been a fun game to watch if Andrew Luck was playing. It, now that Jacoby resets at quarterback, excitement's a little bit less and down. But <laughs> the Rivers family. Uh, yeah, Chargers here to win this game against the Colts. Tough one to start out with without Andrew Luck. The Sunday night game, the Steelers at the Patriots. Peter, you already said the Steelers are going to win this game. Yep, this is the Steelers' MO. They'll get a big win, act like everything's fine, and then it just falls apart. Well, so, Steelers. And on the other side, Peter, it's a very Patriots thing to do, to lose a couple games early in the season. And everybody yep. panics and goes, are they done? Brady's 45 years old. <laughs> you know, they're saying Dorian was the perfect storm. This is the perfect oh. storm. Yep. This is... Well... Well, you know what? The Steelers... Sorry, Bahamas. This, no, <laughs> the, the, the Steelers saying for Matt... Matt, do the pa- what happens when the Patriots play the Steelers? I believe the Patriots beat the Steelers. Exactly. Patriots win here. You want to go back to, I think it was like week 13 last year? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I should specify. Agilette Stadium. There. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. First Monday night game of the season, Texans at Saints. This one will be interesting because, of course, because of course you got the Tunsil trade going down. And me and Peter having the Saints in the Super Bowl. Still, though, like the Saints at home, it's a tough place to play at. Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Give me the Saints. Monday night victory. Uh, this is going to be a nightmare for me because I have Deshaun as my quarterback, and I also drafted the Saints defense. <laughs> so I'm in that conflicted state. This is going to be a good game, though. Peter. This is this is much, much better than the trash we're going to get for the second Monday night game. <laughs> How second so- one's always crap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, give me the Saints, I guess. Deshaun Watson begins his Marshley MVP trophy. Give me the Texans. I could see Final game of week one that we're picking. The final Monday night game, Broncos at Raiders. Guys, even though he's on the IR for right now, give me the Nathan Petermans. I misspelled that word. (laughs) I'm not sure if that means you're picking the Broncos or you're picking the Raiders. (laughs) I'm picking the Broncos. I'm picking the Raiders to to specify. (laughs) I'm just saying John Elway is a dumb expletive. (laughs) Well, since we're all using fun ways of describing our picks here... (laughs) Hang on. Oh, not... Hang on. Wacko Flacco. Flacco for Flacco. There we go. Give me Joe. Oh, if the Broncos were tanking... If the Broncos were tanking and Flacco was a young quarterback and you could... Oh, forgot he was there. Mm -hmm. Oh. Uh, Matt, how was he not your wild card? What do you mean my wild card? (laughs) (laughs) Team kind of stinks. <laughs> but there's got to be some love for your elite quarterback. Oh, there is. I love Flacco. That, that that is actually my team name for one of my fantasy football teams. Is Wacko for Flacco. Love it. I still lo- I love Joe Flacco to pieces. But I mean, 
I'll admit he's not the greatest anymore. You know, he, he's gotten old. You know, he used to be elite. Yeah. Well, guys, <laughs> that's gonna do it. It's been a long one. We've gone almost two hours. It's been a good, but it's been a good one. Week one of the NFL season is here, guys. We finally made it. I'm glad it's here. Now we get to sit back and uh, watch some NFL football, as or as Matt likes to call it, big boy football. Ain't that right, Matt? Major league football. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I cer- I certainly call it something else in the sheet of integrity, but I don't think we can say it on yeah, it. No, no, yeah. I think you called it something like the XFL. I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's go with that. That sounds, yeah. that's more PG. Yeah, let's call it that. Speaking of uh, XFL, go Battlehawks, dude. That's such a cool name. I'm still oh, loving that, dude. I'm gonna be yelling Battlehawks <laughs> for a long time, even when that league dies. <laughs> so in like May. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, that's going to do it for this week's Views from the 573 Podcast. Thank you guys for checking in on another week of sports talk from us. Thanks to Anchor for also sponsoring this week's show. We had a good one. You can go follow us on our podcast platforms, Apple Podcast, Spotify, whichever your preference, or our YouTube channel, Podcast from the 573. Let's go check out our YouTube uh, our entertainment channel, Entertainment from the 573. We just had an episode drop last week talking about d23 rise of skywalker spidey's film in the in the future go check that one out thank you guys for tuning in peter matt where can people find you at on social media oh the actual peter (laughs) uh you can find me at real matt mormon follow me on twitter yep and you can follow me at ryan views 573 and also follow our views twitter account View at views five seven three podcast again. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. That's enough, and that's enough sports talk from us this week. Thank you guys. We'll be talking to you guys next week. <laughs>